Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Credit to 620 WTMJ and WBAL AM 1090 for those calls as the Packers and Ravens picked up wins. However, it was a big weekend in New York as the Giants and Jets, both going nowhere this season, picked up wins as hurt their draft position. Let's start with the Giants. It is New York City. It always starts with the Giants. Daniel Jones threw for 202 yards and a touchdown in a 13-7 win over the Eagles key that it seemed like the Giants just didn't want. Well, I mean, a win is a win is a win. You got to take the win and run to the hills. Mm. Um, You know, I I just – it wasn't a very good football game. In fact, the the touchdown that he threw to the tight end almost slipped out his legs. (laughs) He caught it with his legs. But – you know, progress, man. You know, this progress in, in it's they're not going to playoffs and it's a situation where they're evaluating the talent moving forward right now to see what they have, to see what this is about, what type of players that they got for the next general manager um that'll be coming in. Because they they've got to mix some stuff up. I don't necessarily know that Joe Judge should be sent to walking papers, but the general manager probably, you know, he's an older guy who's had some health issues in the past. Maybe it's time for him to just retire, not necessarily fire him, but kick him upstairs somewhere, maybe a, be a consultant of some sort. But that's pretty much the way that I saw it. Yeah, by the way, Gettleman has had health problems. And, like, you know, fandom and rooting for things aside, obviously, like goes without saying, but let's say it, everyone wishes Gettleman well and, and, and hope that he's, you know, healthy and happy. But, like, when you say kick him upstairs and become a consultant, I'm all for that as long as he's on another team, Key. If he's a consultant for another team, <laughs> preferably in the <laughs> NFC East. If he's a consultant for another team in the NFC East, Give I'd be very Dallas. happy. Yeah, yeah, send him to Dallas. Jason Garrett, take him back. <laughs> take trade. Dave Gellman. I'll say, here were a couple things that were true. The game was ugly. I feel like a lot of Giants games are ugly. The... Freddie Kitchens, new era, the offense with the exception of, you know, guys like Kenny Galladay and Evan Ingram being targeted more than they've been throughout most of the year. It was still abysmal. The running game was anemic, right, with the exception of Saquon Barkley busting out for a big run. I think it was like a 40-plus-yard run. Or Daniel Jones going for like 14 yards. We barely got anything on the ground. Um, the defense Couldn't stop that, anything on the ground. Couldn't stop anything yeah. on the ground. It, but it's so – and I do feel like the Eagles – Gave away the game. Eagles gave away the game more than the Giants won it, but I'm willing as a Giants fan to say we beat our rival, our in-division rival, and that means something. I don't know if it gives me a sign that we're making progress. I think we're just floating. We're treading water. Um, and I think we're not going to really make progress until we have huge sweeping change this offseason. Yeah. I, I'm Frankly. looking at – you look at the Giants' schedule this year. Like, you look at some of these – losses really obviously like more than the wins because there haven't been that many wins but you lose to the Browns early lose to the Patriots these are these are close games though get stomped by the Broncos 
lose to Washington close, lose to the Falcons. Like, a lot of these are winnable games that the Giants managed to lose early in the season. And key, they've done that a lot in recent seasons. Like, before you turn around, the season's kind of over. And then in different stretches, they play well enough to think, hey, you know what, maybe they got something here, but this is the fifth consecutive year this has happened, man. Like, how much patience are they supposed to have? Well, I think, you first of all, you got a quarterback who's young. They've had some injuries on the offensive line. Saquon Barkley's back now. You know, he's been in and out of the lineup. You're just trying to figure things out. You got a second, you got a head coach only in his second year. So I, I think you, you got to let it play itself out a little bit longer before we just start getting rid of everybody. Mm. Meantime, Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, was asked about Jalen Hurts' play at the postgame presser. It's never going to be a A, B, C, or D if you if you turn over three three times, right? And so um, you know, obviously he didn't, he didn't play good enough, you know, and and we didn't coach good enough, and it, and it's all of us, right? It's never just one guy. We're going to look it through that tape, and we're going to we're going to have to make those corrections from that tape. But you know, when you turn the ball over three times, uh, again, there's different things that play there. But running the ball was well was good. Yeah, I mean, running the ball was well. I mean, I I, I don't know I don't know why they didn't start off the game doing that. Yeah, here's a question. Just dominating with that nasty O-line they have, just let Miles go to work. Go yeah. to work. That's what you do. I don't know why they had Jalen Hurts throwing the ball as much as he did. And I will say this, down the stretch, and I feel him on this because I saw it in Devontae Smith, the fact that he didn't get targeted down the stretch blows my mind. You were talking about a prized rookie receiver that is a leader in receiving yards and catches – wasn't targeted in the last two big-time drives. And I know that Jalen – On a day where we see Waddle balling out, yeah. And I know Rieger can make – I mean, there were two guys – I mean, guys have to make catches because I know people are going to kill Jalen Hurts about this. But, like, there were things that you start wondering about Nick Sirianni. You're like, all right, well, this is by your design. Like, you can control this too. It's not like Jalen Hurts is saying, you know, he's calling audibles at the line of scrimmage and improvising all the time. Like, these are play callings from Nick. In the the other locker room – by the way, the Giants' secondary played well. They couldn't stop the run, so, of course, they don't run the ball, the Eagles. They, they did everything to give the Giants that game. The Giants reluctantly took it. So in the other locker room, the Jets picked up a – in New York, the Jets picked up a 21-14 win over the Texans. Yeah, key, key, you've done your key <laughs> observations, but what do you take away from that win? Nothing. <laughs> they played the Texans. Yeah. And the Texans are a bad football team. Mm-hmm. And they still, the Jets. you know, it's, it's a bad game. It was just a bad – it's a bad, two bad teams playing against each other. Somebody had to win, right? And I, and I think Zach Wilson, you know, he, he fought through, but more reps he gets, the better he'll be. That's why I was always for playing him to begin with. Give him an opportunity to get his feet wet um, and see where things go. And they won. That's, that's what you take away from I mean, they ain't got no players, man. Bad team. Well, I'll say this. Without Michael Carter, I mean, they still had a pretty dominant run game. When you think about that three-man rotation, Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, uh, guy from the practice squad that they call up, I think Austin Walter. Uh, they, look, I give, I give them a lot of credit for the fight and the resolve that they showed. I mean, I root against the Jets actively, to tell you. that I'm a Giants fan. So, you know, in New York, you pick a team, real New York sports fans, and you root against the other team in town. So I really I, I, like I, the Jets fans' misery makes me happy. 
I'd like to lick the tears off their face, Jay, like uh, Eric Cartman did in that South Park episode. Well, Scott they, they, they won. They get better. Every time you get meaningful reps, you get better. And I think that that's how they have to approach the rest of the season. Meaningful reps, win or lose, gets better. The game will slow down for you. They're but, having a big offseason, mm-hmm. training, training camp, and see where they go next year. I yeah, mean, but where do you think they're going, conversation. I get, I get what you're saying. I agree. But where do you – if you had to guess, like if I had to guess, Jets ain't going anywhere great. And, and at this rate, neither are the Giants. But, like, we're talking about the Jets. What, what do you suspect based on what you've seen so far? Obviously, there's not enough information to be – like make an accurate prediction. But what's your gut? Well, they've, got, they've, got to get, they've got to get some help on the defensive side of the ball. They've got draft picks. They've got to maybe get another big-time wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, they got the picks to do that. They got money to spend in free agency. And you just – that's how you build. And you build around this quarterback. You're not fully going to really get a good grasp of him for at least another two seasons about what he is because he'll make a throw here and you go, oh, he's got a great arm. Then he'll make a throw another time. You're like, man, why did they even draft this dude? Yeah. I mean, by the way, there are some fans like, why are we even winning at this point, Giants or Jets? We want a draft pick and everything. But – there's no transformational player that's easily identifiable to me in the draft right now. Forget about the fact, because Key can go on, about like you cannot play football to lose. It's just not the way it works. And it's not like basketball where you can tank and say, I get that. But I could understand if it's like there's some amazing, he's different than everyone else pick at number one, and you wind up with the fourth pick and you're mad or the second pick and you're mad based on some meaningless win. But it's not like that in this draft. Not an obvious, not in an obvious way. Anyway, you want to win. You want to see what you got. You want to develop and get better. And um, the Jets should be encouraged, and the Giants should be happy today, like this morning. But the long-term view for the Giants is not that great. And the Jets, it's a big question mark. Key, what would you need to see from Robert Sala next year, in order for a conversation not to start circling around calling for his job? I mean, it's already happening now, but. Are they calling for his job now? No, I'm just saying people talk radio, you know, writers have been talking about, is he the right guy for the job? I know you've made mention of that multiple times on our show. I'm just curious what you would need to see from him next year to solidify his position as the Jets head coach for the future. You know, me me saying, is he the right guy, is not me calling for his job. But I hope nobody's calling for his job because it's way too early to even tell what type of coach he's going to be. Defensively, the defense has got to be better because that's the the reason he got hired. That's his side of the ball. He's supposed to be a defensive-minded guy, and if he's a defensive-minded coach, that side of the ball should be the strength of the team. Um, I think that with him, he's got to make sure that Joe Douglas is getting him the right personnel so he can be successful. Um, Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Key, J, and Max, whether Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, both or neither, is more likely to make it back to the Super Bowl. So why don't we do this? Let's play either, neither, or both. Neither, either, neither, or both. All right. Either, neither, or both. Brady, Belichick getting to the Super Bowl, Key. Is this this year or just in general? This year. <sighs> neither. Yeah. Either. I'm going to take the either. Yeah. It's going to either be Belichick or Brady. One of them's going back. And the one of them that I think is going to go back is Bill Belichick. Wow. 
Wow. I think he'll go back before Tom Brady. I, I, I like the way Tom Brady is fighting with the with the Tampa Bay Bucks. They got a great team. They got players hurt. They're going to get those guys back. But I think it's just a harder path. The Dallas Cowboys hopefully will turn things around for their sake. The Rams as well. The 49ers are getting better. Uh, when you Arizona, they've been without two of their top players uh, in DeAndre Hopkins along with Kyler Murray. So you start to look at that. We know what Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are. It's harder. When you look at the AFC, it's just an easier path to me. I don't I don't think Bill Belichick will is afraid of Lamar Jackson, even though he is a lightning rod as a player. You turn the ball over four times at New England Patriots, you gonna they're gonna put twenty eight points on you. So it's like, you know, you look at that. He's beaten Kansas City before. Uh the Bills they're in the dogfight for the division with. So you could just go and pick, hand pick the the AFC. It's just an easier path for Bill. I'll go neither. Just odds would say that no rookie quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl, right? Or been taking their team to the Super Bowl. And then just thinking about how tough the NFC is for Tampa Bay, uh, I would say neither. But I got to tell you, the fan of me, considering what I saw that first matchup with Adele and all the hype going into it, I really wish for both. Yeah, I really want no both. doubt, no doubt. I'm going to go – I want to go neither, but I look at the NFC. Who really scares the Bucks in the NFC? The Packers? I, I, I guess the Packers and Bucks are kind of equally likely. Cardinals? The, Ram, the, the Cardinals, maybe. Cardinals, Rams, Cowboys. I don't see any of those teams in the Bucks like, going in. I think they're favored to beat those teams. Cardinals would be interesting. I'm going to say – I'm going to say – I'm going to say neither, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. The odds are under 50-50. So I'm going to say neither. But, boy, you're right, Jay. Both would be something. Oh, either neither or both. Please. Mac Jones, Bill Belichick winning coach of the year and rookie of the year, Key. Both. Yeah. Both. I think, you know, Bill Belichick, based on last year, Mac Jones, based on the way he's been playing, uh, he's a quarterback. He certainly has caught up to uh, – Chase, a receiver in Cincinnati, to be able to say Jamar Chase, he certainly caught up to him to be able to say early on that Chase was probably going to be the front runner of rookie of the year. But he's a quarterback and he's winning. He'll probably win the division. And, and they're going to want to give it to him. They want to give it to him. I would say either. I definitely see Mac Jones pretty much locking up the rookie of the year. As it relates to Coach Belichick, I, I would go as of right now, Coach Harbaugh, just saying, considering the depletion of injuries that the Ravens have had, what Lamar Jackson has had to do, how he got that defense to respond, I would probably go Baltimore and John Harbaugh for Coach of the Year as of right now. But it's right there. See, two. I think you just made the argument why it's both. It's Everyone's going to see that as Lamar Jackson fair, carrying fair. a hurt team. Um, if it was easy to do what Mac Jones is doing, everyone would do it. It's really hard to play mistake-free football as a rookie. You know, like, it's hard. He's going to win Rookie of the Year easy. I think he deserves it, by the way. And, and then Coach of the Year, Belichick, come on, especially with the narrative, you know, the story of Brady and Belichick, and he went six in a row and the whole thing. It's going to be both. Either, neither, or both. We'll get to the Super Bowl with the Rams going forward. Stafford, McVay, Keyshawn Johnson. Is that this year yeah. or in the future? No, oh, no, no, going forward, going forward. They're going to get there at some point. No. No, I don't think either one will get this, – this This crew will, with McVay and Stafford will not get back to the Super Bowl. Wow. Jay? 
I say they will. Um, look, it, it's obviously they're all in. Things have not been operating at a high level for them offensively, considering what Matthew Stafford has gone through the last couple of games. But I, I, I don't just count this team out because they haven't looked right over three games. You've had a lot of teams in the NFL that haven't looked right. I'm going to go with both. I'm going to say it's not going to be this year, but I think at some point in, in Stafford, McVay, in, that, in their career with the L.A. Rams, they will at least get to a Super Bowl. I'm thinking that that, that pair could be there for the next three, four, five years at a very high level. So I'm going to say both will get there. Either, neither, or both. You got to think about it, though, Yeah, Max. Yep. Von Miller's getting older. He's on a rental. Yep. Aaron Donald's getting older. They don't have draft capital. They don't have draft capital. Yeah, that's the big thing. <laughs> they haven't really found uh, Cam Akers got hurt. Robert Woods is coming off an ACL. Uh, and so it's a lot. He's it's talking just, me out of it a little bit. And, and, and on top of that, the conference, man. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I believe in McVay. And Stafford, look, Stafford can't. The whole thing is don't lose your first playoff game, brother. He can't do it. It's going to be a disaster if that happens. Got at least one one playoff. Oh, oh, Key, don't even (laughs) say it. Either, neither, or both. The Giants next year are going to have Joe Judge, Dave Gettleman, either, neither, or both. I would say either. I would say either. Dave Gettleman is going to retire, and Joe Judge will get another shot at building his staff the right way and bring somebody in that, that's competent with him that can certainly get him some more players. Jay, either, neither, or both Judge Gettleman with the Giants next year. Either. I, I, think, I think Judge will have another year, but I, I'm with Key. I, I think Gettleman will be the first to go. I think he'll be, he'll be going after this year. Either. It's going to be either. Judge will be there because the Giants don't like to hire and fire coaches. They've made a lot of bad decisions recently, but they like stability. And, and I got to say – that Gettleman, I don't wish that he's unemployed. I think, Jay, as we were discussing it earlier, um, that I think Gettleman should absolutely have a job with complete control of another team in the NFC East. I think either Washington or Dallas or uh, Philadelphia should hire Gettleman to be the team president with absolute autonomy to make all the moves for that team. I would Nothing else would please me more as a Giants fan. Either, neither, or both. Will the quarterback – will be the quarterback – for, for their current team next year. Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, key, either, neither, or both, will be their, their franchise's quarterback next year. Either. It is Aaron Rodgers being, big, being a retire. So Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback of the Green Bay Packers because the Packers will be right there in the Super Bowl this year. And if they're in the Super Bowl, he's going to stay. He's having too much fun. Jay? Uh, I don't expect Big Ben to be back, but I got no idea. I got to be honest with you guys. I'm so tired of speculating on what Aaron Rodgers chooses to do. Nevertheless, you must. I mean, if he has his foot up in the camera, if it's called COVID toe, he's joking around. People write articles on it. I have no idea what the hell is going on inside the mind of Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not going to pretend to anymore. Okay. Either, neither, or both. Nevertheless. Jeez, you're the worst. Yeah, either, neither, or both. Either. Fine. Either. I'm going to say neither. I think Aaron Rodgers is out of there, and I think – Big Ben already retired. Someone forgot to tell him. You know, like they say that you don't retire from football. Football retires Big Ben you. was just killing football. it a couple weeks ago, and everybody uh, was saying, oh, he's doing his thing. Because he can still make quick decisions and dink and dunk here and there, but you can only go so far with that. Either, neither, or both will win their conference. <clears throat> both. Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, Key. You still say both? Both. both. Yeah, they're getting ready to play Iowa, man, but it would be Michigan that would lose to Iowa in the Big Ten championship. <laughs> 
That that would exactly what would happen. He would just stub his toe. But Baltimore should win the division. I know it's tough. Cincinnati uh, beat them head to head already in Baltimore, but I think that they, you know, Cincinnati's a, a couple a year or so early. I think that they still make the playoffs. They just don't win the division. I think Baltimore wins the division. All right, who you got, Jay? I'm with you, Key. I, I agree with Key on that. I, Key, you put it out there that juju just <laughs> Michigan loses. To, I'm telling you, if that happens. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Iowa goes oh. in there and beats them oh, with that geez. ugly football. Oh, I feel good for Michigan, you know, and, and Harbaugh and all that. I, I'm, I'm, I agree with both of you, by the way, both. But why does it have to be at the expense of Ohio State this year? I just wanted one year where it wasn't Alabama in the dream matchup. You know, I, Georgia and Ohio, Georgia defense, Ohio State's offense, I wanted to see it. But alas, it is not to be. Either, neither, or both. Lincoln, Riley, Billy, Napier to win the national championship with their new school, SC Florida. Either, and I think it's going to be USC. Billy Napier is certainly a good coach. Um, I've been knowing him, gosh, when he was at Arizona State back in 2017, 2016, when he was the quarterback, offensive coordinator over there. But USC, it's an easier path. There's talent that's there. Um, You know, it's a quarterback factory. Lincoln Riley's done a tremendous job at recruiting Southern California in general. I think Oklahoma had something like three or four commits from Southern California right now at Oklahoma, and all of them are decommitting, which probably means that they're probably going to wind up staying home and going to USC. He just needs to make sure that if he's bringing in Alex Grinch as his defensive coordinator, that he ain't giving up Big 12 numbers, you know how it'd be 65, 64 <laughs> shootouts. We can't have that at USC. Can't have it. Jay uh, Napier or either, neither, or both, or uh, uh, Lincoln Riley. Is it Napier now? Napier. Or is, is it Napier? Or? No, it's not Napier, and it's not <laughs> Na- what I say, Napier, and Key said Na- uh, Napier. It's Napier. Napier. <laughs> yeah. It's you split the difference. It's Napier. <laughs> Yeah. Why were you, you looking at me and saying Napier? What were you trying yeah, to do? What, you, what, what, yeah, what are you trying to do, Max? What were you talking what about? What are you trying Max? to do? I'm trying to take a nap, I guess. I don't know. And I have no yeah. hair to even talk about. Yeah, yeah. What anyway. are you talking about, Napier? What are you, you looking bald-headed <laughs> looking on, at Max. me? I wish I could mess around and get canceled. You brought it up. Yeah, I'll go with Lincoln Riley. I just think, look, who knows what Caleb Williams is going to do? Talk about this transfer portal and one of the top quarterbacks. I mean, he went there to go behind Spencer Rattler, got the job. Now, we got QBs. That's what we don't need. What's saying he might not want to go there? I don't know. Mm. No, we got QBs, man. We got. So we you're got saying dark. you wouldn't take Caleb Williams if he decided? No, no, to come. no, 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 no. That's okay. not what I said. Okay. I just said we got QBs. So unfortunately, wanna, they play all know. over the country. Key, you got QBs in Southern California, but they play all over the country. Not anymore. <laughs> I don't think they're going all over the country anymore. You don't want to miss uh, Rex Ryan coming up in 20 minutes, talking all things NFL plus. Big weekend for Jay and Key's alma maters. Mm-hmm. That's next. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. All right, this is from A to Z, both of Key and Jay's alma maters. These are two legends at these institutions. Legends. That's why they went so high in the draft, Mm -hmm. professional draft. Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. Well, Jay, let's start with you. The number five Duke Blue Devils knocked off number one Gonzaga Friday, winning 84 81. Paolo Banquero scored 21 points on 8 of 17 from the field. The loss was Gonzaga's first in the regular season since February 22nd, 2020, when the Bulldogs fell at BYU. Jay, your takeaway from your alma mater's upset win. Duke is the best team in the country. They're the most talented team in the country. And Chet Holmgren, a lot of people have talked about him being potentially first pick in the draft. I saw Paolo Banquero literally take that position due to the physicality he had in the game. Now, maybe the upside for Chet, you might think a little bit higher, but Paolo's a very special type player. You combine that with the way Wendell Moore played. You combine that with the way Mark Williams, who is considered to be another top 10 
NBA draft pick in this upcoming draft uh, who locked down Drew Timmy down the stretch. The defense, the talent that they play with, Duke should be in a national championship game. I know it's easier said than done because going through March Madness is crazy, but that could be a Final Four preview of what we saw. But Duke is the most talented team in the country. Duke's looking for a new football coach, and we're talking about Duke basketball. I thought we were going to talk about David Cutcliffe. (laughs) Jeez. By the way, when you give Coach K in his final year coaching Mm. the most talented team in the country, it almost goes from a situation where you're like, ooh, it's going to be a problem to kind of the pressures on Coach K now. You know, like, it's not just a farewell tour where, hey, winning a national title would be this amazing thing. Oh, my God. It's a thing where, like, the expectations are there given the talent on the team. Jay? But I tell you, you know, he loves pressure. He loves it. He doesn't – there's pressure on him every year to win an ACC championship or to win a national championship. And I don't think he would ask for it any other way, regardless of whether this was his last year or first year, Max. Meantime – I'm a Duke legend talking about Duke to an SC legend talking about SC. Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to become the USC head coach. Lincoln Riley guided the Sooners to four consecutive Big 12 titles and three college football playoff appearances in his first four seasons. You heard it on SportsCenter. Stats Incredible is brought to you by my computer career, Training for a Better Life. Riley will be introduced by USC on Monday. Here's what Dan Orlovsky told us about the hire. It's the biggest college football hire since Nick Saban. You get to sit with college coaches and you talk with them and you get you, – you could sometimes walk out and you go, that dude's different, Lincoln Riley. The first time I sat down and talked with him, I said, that guy's different. Key, what do you think of this hire from your school? What does it do to the expectations for the Trojans? Well, the expectations are going to be huge regardless, right? No matter who it was that was coming in, the expectations were going to go through the roof. Because that's just what we expect. We expect to be at the top. And that's why we went out and hit a, you know, what, what we would call a home run hire based on the coaches that was available. And I know a lot of people didn't know that this was coming down the pipeline. It was a little bit of a shocker to their system. Everybody had him basically going to LSU or staying home. And when he, and when he said that he's not going to LSU, he didn't say he wasn't going to USC. Um, and I tell people this all the time. When you, when you look at USC – in the story program and the tradition and everything that goes with USC, there's only about five, maybe six programs in college football that rival USC. And what I mean by that is you're never going to leave those programs to go to another program. And, and those programs are like Texas and Alabama, Ohio State, USC, Notre Dame, and Michigan. That's it. You 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 would leave those you would leave other programs to go to USC. You know you look at it and you go why would you leave Oklahoma, that great program in the history and tradition, to go to USC? Because it's US damn C. What do you mean? You're looking at driving to work every day. You're looking at horses and cows. You come to Southern California. You're looking at the beach, the sun. Think about it. They got horses and cows in L.A. too. They got a lot of stuff in L.A. Yeah, but where he's driving from, where he's driving from, no he don't be, pass any cows. He ain't passing no horses <laughs> no and cows, buddy. <laughs> no cows. I promise you that. He That's not a bad he, thing to have horses and cows. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not a bad yeah. thing. But, but LA's got my point. Key is L.A.'s got everything you want within. You, you get in your car for an hour in any direction. You find 
the whole world there. You got the whole yeah, world there. Absolutely. And when they came a-calling, it wasn't hard to convince him to take the job of USC. Key, what, it's, what's, just, it's an easy situation. What, what's the time expectation on where you want to see the program at the end of next year? What would you like to be talking? At the end of next year, where would you guys stand that would make you feel like you're going in the right direction? Well, first of all, you got a, two two main jobs. The two main things that he has to do is he has to beat Notre Dame and UCLA. That's the start. Getting winning the Pac-12 is a start. Win the Pac-12, beat UCLA and Notre Dame, and then we go from there. So you're saying all that first year, a hundred percent. Okay. Mm. This ain't no rebuild. Wow. This is not a rebuild. It's a reset. What I love talent about- is there. What I love they got about plenty of talent. Got to coach it up. You guys talking about this stuff is, you know, key All-American, won a Super Bowl, but in college, All-American, and went number one overall in the draft. Jay won a national title, was the college player of the year. I think the next year after you won the national title, right? Mm-hmm. You were also college player. These are number two, two legends. I hate you, Yates. <laughs> yeah, by the way, Jay's misfortune Number was to one be, in North America, Yates. Was to be drafted Number the same one. year as a seven-foot-six Chinese player where not only was he a seven-foot-six baller but also could open up a huge market for the NBA. And Jay gets drafted that year and all has to hear about uh, it for the rest of his no life. <laughs> Number two. The heat is on. Yeah, by the way, Jay, that's right. I'm going to tease you, too, because I did not get drafted number two. Only you got drafted number two on this show. Fair. You wouldn't have got drafted number 200. <laughs> I didn't get drafted at all. 2,000. Listen, Max it's true. Just, I was undrafted. I was have undrafted. you ever seen Max I'm Dribble I'm still an undrafted basketball? free agent, as no, a matter of fact. No, but now I need to see Max Dribble a ball. Oh, no, it's not good. Um, we're presented by Progressive <laughs> Insurance and all phone guests on the Goodyear Hotline. ESPN NFL analyst Rex Ryan. Jay, if I'm dribbling with my left hand, my eyes on the ball. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yes. Like if I, I'm not taking my, my head up. You're staring up to down at the ball. I'm, if I'm dribbling yes. with my left. That's right. Very um, And I'm left-handed. No, I'm not left-handed, but that would be fun. Very 1934 basketball. No question. Football. No, but, Yeah, right. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, joins us in studio to give you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise, and Rex gives you the straight talk. Sexy you, Rex. He gives you so much straight talk, sometimes he has to make a phone call in the middle of the week just because of the straight yeah, talk he's you giving know, you. Uh, I tell you what. <laughs> There's no media BS with Rex. No, there is All right. not. The Patriots coach they continued they just stayed hot yesterday six in a row yeah are they the best team in the AFC right now man oh man I mean it I I get it where people are coming from I I really do but and here's the scary thing because I can't tell I can't give you a definitive answer I don't want them to be the best but here's here's what I do know and here's what I trust I trust in Bill Belichick and I think he's done an amazing job I think it's the best coaching job he's ever done but his defense number one in the league again that's five times a Bill Belichick coach team has been number one in the NFL in defense. And by the way, five other times they were number two in the league. So you as head always, coach. As a head coach. And, and obviously the last five years I haven't been around, so he's got a lot more ones. But <laughs> it, when you're looking at it, like that's what you can trust. The other thing you can trust is that he knows how to handle a quarterback and he's got – he doesn't ask his guy to do things that he can't do, and Mac Jones looks like a bet. Now, look, he could have thrown a pick six in that game. I, we, we all get that type of stuff. But he's got him playing like a dang 10-year veteran, and it makes me sick. <laughs> but, Rex, you said you don't know how he's doing it, right? No, you do know. I do. You, you know how you know? Because this is the same thing he used to do to you. Play defense, a, a quarterback that's not going to ask him a whole lot to do in Tom Brady but at the same time can run the ball when he needed to, make everything nice and easy, make you make the mistakes, and they stay nice and clean. And this is why I think they are the head of the class in the AFC because when you look at the AFC, Rex, who are you afraid of? Yeah, but I'm not afraid of New England. This team, I would have loved to have played this team. I I can just tell you, this ain't the same team. This isn't when I – when I was facing them and they had Tom Brady and they had a Gronkowski and they had a Wes Welker and Edelman, a Randy Moss, uh, you know, you name it, the list goes on and on, even Aaron Hernandez and all these type of people. This ain't the same team. I would have beat this team to sleep if I was coaching them back then. I'm just telling you, 
what what I do know, his defense, though, is what's carrying the day. Nobody's talking about it. They're all talking about Mac Jones, and I get it. The guy's playing well. There's no question about it. But it's their defense, and, and they're, they're the ones that are consistent. Every single week you see it, and that's why they're winning these games. So that's what I trust. But if you guys, anybody thinks that these are the same teams, that this team can uh, compete with all those other teams with New England, no. You had the greatest co- uh, player in the history of the game in his prime playing quarterback, and that's not where Mac Jones is right now. Well, a lot of people always kind of lump those names together with how he's playing his rookie year, but, like, how do you think he will play down the stretch, Rex? No, because I, that's what I was talking to Max about. The amount of pressure, it's one thing as a rookie to be like, okay, I'm out here, I'm doing my thing, I'm in a great system, but when you start going down the stretch, when it's now, all right, Super Bowl contenders, right. like, that's the label we're putting on your team now. That's weight to carry. No, it is, but this, fortunately for them, this young man's had that pressure when he was at Alabama. So I think he's going to handle it a hell of a lot better than most rookies. Like, let's how many rookies actually get their team to a championship game? And, and, I mean, it, it's hard as hell, you know. And so, but this guy has got the makeup to get through those type of things. Now we'll see what happens when a team sits back and says, "No, has a blueprint to beat them." Like Indianapolis, they they come into the game, they have the talent, you know, to to beat a uh, New England team. You know, uh, they, they do. They have that kind of talent. Uh, Baltimore finds ways, but they, they run the football. They do, do some things. Look, if Tennessee has a healthy Derrick Henry and a healthy, you know, Brown, they have a chance to beat this team. So we're going to find out, you know, but I think we're going to find out Monday, next Monday, uh, who really is the best team in the AFC East. Nope. and. And that's when we're – it's all going to be settled then, and that will be up for a different conversation. There is something about Mac Jones. Like, there are players who talent-wise shouldn't have been the best, like Tom Brady or Derek Jeter. But you always right. got the feeling from the very beginning they thought, I'm the best player in the – I'm always the best player on the field. There's something about Mac Jones on the low. I think he believes that. I no don't doubt. think the moment's going to yes. be too big for him. Yep. But what about the NFC, Coach? Who's the best team in the NFC right now? Well, it dang sure ain't the Rams, is it? Like, that's the thing. I, I, I bet on those dudes. I never bet on them, but I picked – the Rams three games in a row and got got beat all three Me games. Too. So I don't know yeah. anything about that. Uh, I mean, how the hell they can't beat Green Bay with three starting offensive linemen out and their two best defensive players out, and they get they get I mean just drug in that game. But it's so you have to say Green Bay is is that team, and mm-hmm. I just I can't believe that I'm saying it. But they've earned it, and I tell you what, they've earned it on the backs of their defense. Mm. This is the fifth-ranked defense in the National Football League when, hey, I was ready to kill them. When they, when they fired Patton, who's one of my guys, and I'm like, wow, what are you doing firing him? You're bringing in this Joe Barry who's been awful in the league before. Well, you know what? He learned some things, so they're, they're much better on defense than I even thought they would be. Yeah. Um, what about the Bucks? Yeah, well, I mean, the Bucks. look, come playoff time, I'm taking Tom Brady. Uh, I I don't care about the rest of them. I'm taking Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, that's as simple as that. I think and he has a loaded roster, enough. Coach. Coach, like they have guys like, oh, A.B. and Godwin aren't going to play. So he only has Mike Evans and Gronk, right? Like he always has multiple targets, guys to run the ball, an offensive line. Uh, he's just got a lot His of stuff. His best offensive lineman was out, Ali Marpet. He was yeah. out. Well, guess what? He's playing, you know, it, when he gets healthy, that, that you're exactly right, Max. And, and until – you know, if you have Tom Brady on your, t- on your team, your defending champs, like, they're going to be impossible to bet against. Yeah. Mm. 
Rex, the Ravens won last night despite uh, Lamar wow. Jackson throwing four interceptions. What's the biggest reason for his struggles, and why couldn't Cleveland yeah. convert any of those turnovers into points? Well, I think that's a real positive for Baltimore because, look, they knew they matched up you know, with Cleveland. Like, they can D, D you up, and if that happens, the Ravens are scary on defense. Okay? Now, we saw last time they played Cincinnati, they couldn't match up. So that, that's, that's a different story. But against Cleveland, they can match up. I mean, they held them to 40 yards rushing. So it was about that Baltimore defense, too. Um, but, yeah, when, when you can win a game when your quarterback throws four interceptions, like, how, do you, how the hell do you do it? Well, you do it with great defense, and you do it with the greatest kicker maybe in the history of the, the, uh, of the game. So maybe that's how they continue to do it. The other thing they do is they can – they convert on short yardage, and I don't think fans realize how critical it is. You look at Green Bay. What's the difference from them now? They have that A.J. Dillon who looks like dang Earl Campbell legs, you know, and he can convert on, on, uh, on short yardage situations. In the playoffs, that's what you have to do. So that's kind of some of the, the hidden things you look for. Baltimore's as good as anybody in those situations. Coach, we have 15 seconds. Yep. Anything from the Giants or Jets that you have to say, like a big takeaway? Yeah, big takeaway is where the hell has this defense been for the Jets? They, I mean, they were relentless. They had five quarterback sacks, held the team to 200 total yards or whatever it was, and then the Giants played defense, had, had three uh, interceptions in the game. But I will say this. The best player on the field for the Giants was Jalen Rager. That dude stinks. And I'm sorry about that, Philadelphia Eagles. But nice job. Why you took one, him over Justin Why Jefferson. one NFL team might have buyer's remorse. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.